everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jet Fluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Fluck, and I'm here in Oregon with my friends Kate Ertman and Brian David Johnson. We just watched one of the best NASCAR races in a long time. Um, man, we are going to get into right, at, right into that. But uh, first of all, I want to welcome um, Kate and Brian in and uh, ask them a little bit about themselves just to set the scene here. Kate, how are you? I'm doing so well. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you like NASCAR? Um, I, uh, I love, love, love NASCAR. I've loved it for 20 years and I love it because of math. Cause I'm a big math nerd. And, um, yeah, I'm here in Oregon. One of the very few people I feel like who loves NASCAR and loves racing, though I know there's a bunch of us. Um, but in my day to day life, I just, I work with startups. I help startups become a real business. So, um, yeah. So when I watch NASCAR, uh, I get excited about the business side of it quite honestly I get excited about the possibilities of it and um and then math goes with all of that both the spreadsheet side as well as the engineering side I love it very cool uh Brian David Johnson tell us a little bit about yourself I'm a futurist so I work with organizations to look out into the future and figure out how to move towards a positive future and move away from a negative future but I'm also just a crazy sports fan so I love all sports and I'm a huge fan of NASCAR because I think NASCAR shows us number one that humans are awesome what human beings can do but also it's the engineering side of it I'm an engineer and a designer by training so for me it's the engineering of the cars and I agree with Kate she always says that NASCAR is math (laughs) at 200 miles per hour and that's so right it is it's math at 200 miles an hour it's exactly what it is well you know speaking of um you guys are are fans and have been following it for a while and i i asked people on twitter this week to give me reasons why they still watch nascar for Mm. those people who are left you know the ratings have been down um and i think watching this race today i was like (laughs) oh yes this is why everybody watches nascar this is the kind of race where you remember this is why i fell in love with it this is so awesome uh, the three of us were going, oh, <laughs> at the end of the race, I'm sure millions of people around the country that were watching it were also mm-hmm. just standing up. And, you know, that was a crazy, crazy ending. Um, I mean, that just it, it's the kind of thing that makes you feel good, Kate, about yeah. about NASCAR. Yeah, it makes me go, OK, oh, it, it's back. We're not talking about just 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 trying to vamp the whole time. It's like, oh, look, there's actual passing going on the last hundred or so laps. Um, and and I'm totally fine. That's the same three people up every week that are at the finish line are competing for the for the win it's um it's just it's that competition part and that's what i love about nascar because it's not just um you know the weather was coming on so they had to do the extra strategy just you know maybe the race was going to end early or how are their tires going to be with the heat i mean again it's that math at at, uh, 200 miles an hour i just i'm watching all the variables and it showed itself so well and everybody didn't just sit where they were expected to sit everyone was racing really hard really hard at the end Brian, is this uh, what pays off for your investment of watching a race that finished like today? It was just amazing. I mean, for me, it was old school racing. It's the reason why I got into racing two decades ago and just absolutely, absolutely loved it. And it's all the dramas. It's all the dramas that's going on. And I actually like the smack talking. I actually like people getting into it. I mean, I actually think Kyle Busch is kind of fun. I mean, it's I mean, you I like having these people and watching what's going on up front, but also what's going on in the back. I have to give a big old shout out to Timmy Hill. I'm a big Timmy Hill fan. Timmy Hill. Timmy Hill. Yep. But because there's all these racers and they're there because of the passion. And I think you got to see that today. 
Well, um, we can get into the, the end of the finish or the end of the race there specifically, but, um, your, your comment, I, I want to skip ahead a little bit. Kyle mm-hmm. Bush, um, crying into the camera <laughs> and telling people not to whine and stuff. Awesome. I mean, we were sitting it's there funny. like laughing at it. I know some people who don't like Kyle Bush are going to be like, Oh, it's another example of that guy being such an asshole or whatever. But I was like, Oh my God, this is delicious. Yeah. I don't know. Didn't you? Did, yeah, I no, it. I loved it. I'm, I'm just like, Oh good. There's like, there's, 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 there's people feeling emotion about it. It isn't because so many people that don't know anything about NASCAR, they'll say to me other personalities or, um, you know, who's I've heard this name or someone's going to see that clip later on. They're going to see that clip of him doing that into the camera and they're going to be and then they're going to come across seeing that NASCAR is on next week. I guarantee there's going to be people. They're going to watch it or stick around and see where's that guy who did that face into the camera. They're going to totally watch the race next week to find out where he is and what his name is. Yeah. Brian, you don't mind the crying. You like the crying. I like the crying a lot because, again, I think sports is about people. That's what you always have to remember, that it's about, well, number one, sports gives you something that we can totally be passionate about that really doesn't matter in our daily lives. Like the fact that this race happened today really doesn't matter to most of our lives. And that's cool. But the other part is that racing and sports is about people and it's about personalities. And I, I like personalities. I like that drama. And I think we got to see that today. Well, and another personality we got to see after the race was Kyle Larson. And I think people are going to be super impressed with how he handled that. I mean, Kyle Larson comes on the TV and everybody around the country is thinking, oh boy, what's he going to say? Is he going to be mad? Is he going to say, I'm going to get that guy? You know, is he going to blame him or, or something like that? No, opposite. He says, you know what? Hey, fair racing. Yeah. He he got me first. I got him. Um, That's how it is. I'm not mad. And I think people look at that and make a judgment off Kyle Larson and go, wow, what a classy guy. What a, what a cool stand-up guy. I really like that he was just all about the racing there. Um, you know, he's not, it's not going to be, they don't, you don't always have to have them fight afterwards. You mm-hmm. can have that kind of moment where you're like, well, that's cool. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't, he also wasn't dull about it. He didn't just be like, well, well, that's racing or something like that. Right. He, he actually, and if you know anything about NASCAR or know anything about Kyle Larson, you know, he's just, he is such a race car driver. He races during the week. He's always racing at any track he can get to. And so that on top of him having some emotion at the end, that wasn't this extreme emotion. And it just, it just showed his personality, which is pretty chill, obviously, but it's also, um, uh, he just appreciated that he got to race, that it wasn't this line of cars. He actually got to race at the end. And how, how fun was that? Brian, what do you think about how Kyle Larson handled that moment? It really surprised me. I mean, I've got huge respect for Kyle Larson. I mean, he's a racer. He's a racer's racer. But to be honest, you know, on like a Saturday and Sunday afternoon, to me, Kyle Larson has always been kind of like Jimmy Johnson part two. He's, hmm. he's solid. He's good. And when he gets in front of the camera, he's always says what he's supposed to say. And when he came and said that, that it was just racing, I mean, again, that notched him up for me. I was like, oh, yeah, like this guy is a real racer and doesn't mind. I mean, those guys hit the wall like multiple times. I mean, that was amazing racing. Yeah, let's talk about the finish. So <laughs> Kyle Busch, um, he's leading the race and he gets caught up in all sorts of lap traffic. Um, Ryan Newman being the typical Ryan Newman driving like Ugh, a jerk, Newman. essentially. I just mean... drive racing everybody so hard. He's just yeah. being Newman. That's, what, that's Ryan Newman. That's, uh, everybody says that about him. You know that when yeah. you pull up on his bumper, he's not going to let you pass them, which is great. Yeah, well, he true, held tank. up the leader. And then um, once, once Kyle Busch gets past uh, uh he, he gets caught up with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I think mm-hmm. um, there was another lap car there. He had just passed Chase Elliott. But then so Newman gets back by him, holds him up a little <laughs> bit more. So then Larson closes in even more. So at that point, um, Larson is able to get by. Kyle 
gets a run though on the outside. He yep. seemed to have the, the faster car. He gets around on the outside, and as he's passing, <laughs> Larson sort of moves up, tags Kyle a little bit. Mm-hmm. And as Dale Jr. said at the end, um, you know, he could have made more of an issue of that, but he he Kyle was sort of doing just enough. He wasn't trying to wreck uh, Kyle Larson. Wasn't trying to wreck Kyle Busch. Right. He was just trying to slow him down a little bit. Got up, got him into the wall. That lost his momentum. So then Kyle Busch knowing his mentality, he goes, okay, game on. You made contact with me. Now I can make contact with you. Didn't do like a full wreck, just bumped the crap out of him. And that sent Larson spinning at least out of control, but Larson is still able to save it, finish second. So it's not like he completely wrecked him. Um, So to me, I thought right away, fair game. Yeah. Uh, Did did you see it the same way, Kate? Yeah, I saw it totally the same way. And I was was just amazed that... um, it didn't go more extreme that it, that uh, that Bush didn't take out Larson because I thought for sure for sure he was going to retaliate in that way and he did but that's also just shows what great um, well, I'm going to say athletes what great athletes these guys are and how they also know the track and how they study the track they knew he knew where to hit him full on in the back it wasn't um, I mean it was in the moment certainly but he knows if he's going to hit him in the back on a on a turn as opposed to on the, on the straightaway what difference it's going to make and with the way the cars are um, way they're balanced so um, yeah it was just it was in control but yet it was also it seemed super chaotic from those of us that are watching yeah he didn't hook him yeah he just yeah. bumped him to run him up the mm-hmm. track essentially mm-hmm. um brian what do you think of how that, that moment came expresses displeasure mm-hmm. that's great no i actually think uh jeff you you're underplaying larson's hit so i actually think he hit him pretty hard I mean, he put him in the wall not super in the wall and this goes back to what kate was saying that these guys are so such good <sighs> athletes they're so yeah. smart about what they're doing they know where to hit how far to go but i think he pushed it a little farther i mean he and that got me excited. I was like, oh, that's really great. And then, yeah, I mean, Kyle, I mean, he could have spun him and he didn't spin him. And then again, it shows you what good drivers these guys are. And the equipment is so amazing that, you know, we all saw them come across the line and like, look at Kyle's car. I mean, it was, it was broke. (laughs) I mean, that car was broke and that was great. Well, and, and Brian, one thing you pointed out on the replay that I I didn't notice was, so, um, Bush hits Larson and I'm watching Larson's car, you know, kind of go for, go for a ride. Bush um, then goes up and hits the wall himself, is able to save it himself and yeah. still collect it across the finish line. Yeah, I mean, it, you, it again shows that he basically bounces off the wall twice, bounces off the wall twice and then wins the race. <laughs> No yep. big deal. No big deal yeah. at all. I mean, again, and for me, that just harkens back to even a time even before I was a NASCAR fan. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Southern kid. I grew up in Virginia. Like, I grew up around NASCAR, but wasn't a huge fan. And it was only until I started realizing how amazing these drivers are, how amazing the equipment is, how amazing the math at 200 miles per hour is. That's what's so impressive to me is once you understand what's going on with the draft, what's going on with side drafting and bumping and mm-hmm. all that type of stuff is when it gets really exciting for me. Yeah, um, I, I thought it was interesting how the fans then start showering Kyle uh, Bush with total booze and uh-huh. jeers, like like at, a, at these World Cup games we've been watching, uh-huh. where it's just constant whistles and things like that. And and Kyle Bush is looking at, uh, up at them like, "Gosh, you guys weren't satisfied by that." I think if it's anybody else but Kyle Bush in that situation, mm-hmm. people are pleased with how that race unfolded. And they're like, "Wow, what a great race!" Because it's Kyle Bush, and they saw contact. Everybody immediately goes, screw this guy. You suck. Boo. It's you. You're acting like a douche again. All that stuff. I mean, is that fair? Um, yeah, 
Yeah, well, I mean, he's. I think he's the the in the lead pack of all that. But you know, if Logano had one or yeah, you know, Hamlin true. or something, Kozlowski or too. Kislowski. Yeah, Kislowski. Um, yeah, <laughs> that it's going to. People, you know, there's going to be the people that are going to be vocal about that's not my driver, and I don't. I don't. You know, they played dirty or something. But um, again. It's this is what we love about racing, and it's and it goes back to humans. It always goes back to humans and humans and relationships, and all of our relationships with each of these characters. That's what it ends up being these characters that we see on TV every week in their different colored suits. And um, you know, if you have your relationship with one of them, and one of them you've deemed in your head to be that jerk, well, then if that jerk wins, sure, as a human, you're going to have this negative reaction to it. But it's so funny because people are so passionate so passionate about each of these individuals and it's just I I love it I absolutely love it Kate I want to go back to what something you said earlier about not minding that it's these big three guys up there every week Um, you know a lot of people seem bored by the Harvick Truex Kyle Busch domination this Mm -hmm. year and they have 13 wins I think in 17 races combined now so um, it is pretty dominating but you say you don't mind it why not I don't mind because and, and this definitely calls a bit apart on me and how, you know, when I, in my day-to-day work and working with companies, it's all about building these really great teams who can keep lifting each other up and keep amplifying each other and making each other better. And to me, each of these race teams, what we're seeing is, is exactly that. We're seeing a team that has a crew chief that is somehow able to connect really well with the driver and the, t- and the team as, as a whole. It's a, just a perfect recipe. And so I love seeing that type of success. And seeing it over and over again tells me it's not a fluke or it's not just a, a, a circumstantial every week. It's like these are super honed teams. And I'm fine. I mean, yes, it would be so wonderful to see a different race car winner every week, different driver win every week. But reality is, is that you're going to have, again, with all different influx of money coming in and certain teams more than others um, and different uh, uh, machines that they're racing. It's there's going to be ones that are going to rise to the top, and that's how it's always been. It, I don't it was there was there. I can't remember a season in the past twenty years where there's been it all split. You know, it used to be with Jimmy Johnson winning so much. I mean, that was that was hard to watch. <laughs> that yeah. was one one at least, person. At least we get three or four right now. Yeah, Brian, are you looking at it from the role of uh, appreciating these? great teams doing great things or are you like ah this is boring you know give me someone else uh, I, I need it i need to mix it up well i don't think it's boring i, I will take the counter view though i mean mm-hmm. i do think that i would like to see more teams winning because we do know from a sponsorship standpoint from a team standpoint from an advantage standpoint that's not new it's always been like that and i also think about other sports i mean other sports have that as well i'm also a huge baseball fan so you look at the budgets of people like the yankees or boston red sox and they've got an incredible amount of money to put in and bring in players and so there is a disadvantage when you put them next to say like the milwaukee brewers you put them next to another team and what happens in mlb is they try to balance that out and i for one would like to see a nascar a little bit more balancing i actually do want to see some of these teams that maybe you haven't heard of before that maybe we could have a few more underdogs and we have we come up Timmy Hill and and, but there's so many more than just Timmy Hill but but we just have a soft spot for Timmy Hill but the being able to actually say could we shift things because NASCAR is always tweaking the dials they're always moving the knobs and sometimes that annoys people and sometimes it doesn't but for me as long as we're trying to show how awesome these people are and how awesome these teams are that's where we should go so I actually would like to see more teams up in the up in the top well um heading into this race I gotta say I wasn't too necessarily enthused about uh what we were going to watch i figured 
you know, uh, Chicago, mile and a half race in the middle of the season. The only interesting thing really about this race is going to be Dale Jr.'s debut. Obviously, the race surprised us in general, but there still was Dale, Dale Jr.'s debut. Yep. Um, you know, enjoyable. I thought he had some really good commentary. He seemed to be genuinely excited about the race. Yep. It wasn't forced in any way. He had some good thoughts. He was debating with Latart, sharing his view of the different lines, had some some good quips in there. Uh, how did you guys feel about Dale Jr.'s uh, debut on NBC today? Well, it, his his knowledge, of course, is not to be questioned ever with this because he, he knows he knows racing. He knows racing really well. Um, and I think he's had enough experience in the booth with practice as well as some turns um, the past year or two with Xfinity that he, he knew how to throw throw it from one to another and probably his podcast experience also helps with having conversations that are being recorded and getting his thoughts in. I, um, it seemed like I was trying to, to anticipate what NBC was going to do, how, how they were going to use him. And there were definitely times when he seemed gone for a while, but it seemed like because they have so many announcers right now, um, that they were using other people and really bringing him in at the end, which worked really great. I, um, I really appreciate his driver perspective, I really appreciate him being able to play a little bit off the graphics and tell us with the graphics um, what that meant and just giving us that feedback. I love him talking with Latart because they have not just their past experience to working together, but um, also just being able to talk from the, both their perspectives. Um, yeah, overall, I really, I think I really liked a lot. The only bits that I wish I could have heard more and I think it'll just be with practice with him is sometimes I think it sounded like he got so relaxed in his reporting that he starts to just honestly and it probably had something to do with the audio mix also but he was kind of swallowing the end of um, what he was saying so I know he was saying some good punchlines and you could hear everybody in the booth laugh and I'm like I have no idea what he just said Mm -hmm. so he but that's probably his adrenaline was all picked up but overall I, I enjoy listening to the guy Brian, what did you think of Dale Jr.'s commentary today? Well, I, I, by answering this, I have to say I'm a big Dale Jr. fan. Um, and actually not such a Dale Jr. fan as a racer. Yeah, it was fine as a racer. But I actually like him as a commentator. Actually, I'm a big fan of his podcast. I think he's, his perspective is really interesting. And his cadence and how he talks about things are really interesting. So I thought he did a great job. I actually think that NBC could use him a bit more. I yeah. think his insights are really good. I also think, and many people don't know this, he's really funny. I mean, he's a really funny guy, and, and he's funny also because his perspectives are so different and not what you would expect. But what I got worried about, and I saw a little bit today, is that the pace of a race broadcast is so fast. I mean, you listen to, like, Burton, and you've got to yell. Like, you've got to yell because all this <laughs> going, you've got to go really, 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 really fast. And actually, Dale's cadence isn't like that. It's actually a little bit slower, right? He's a Southern boy, and it's a little bit slower. And it's not that he's slow in his mind or in how he talks, but it's just his cadence. And I actually liked that. I actually liked hearing a little bit more when they gave him a little bit of airtime, and he actually could just talk about what it's like being in the car, what's going on, talking to Steve and saying, and then those guys obviously like hitting each other and having a great rapport. I think it'd be interesting if they kind of give him a little bit more room and actually give him a little bit more airtime to talk. Well, I, I will say that I think this was a good day for NASCAR to have a good race because there was probably some people that gave it another chance based on NBC's hype um, of saying, hey, you know, watch Dale Jr.'s debut. Um, and so NASCAR got very fortunate that today was a good race because that might hook some people in for, for the rest of the season. I do think it's been a danger, though, how much they were sort of hyping it because I think it's putting too much pressure on just a commentator to sort of save uh, the ratings or save the mm-hmm. season or something like that. I, I mean, I don't. You could put like 
you could probably put like Jerry Seinfeld or Kevin Hart in, in the NASCAR <laughs> broadcast booth and, and hype it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but I don't think that that necessarily would increase ratings even. I mean, I just don't think there's anything you can't put anything on the, on the commentator and put that. It has to be about the racing to me. No, you disagree. Kate? I disagree. I disagree. So I think when I was watching the race, I think anybody who knows racing or even peripherally knows racing, they know who Dale jr is. And so they, um, so yes, I agree that there's a bunch of pressure that is on the poor guy for, you know, to, to maybe save, save broadcast racing. But, um, I also think that for someone who doesn't know racing, this isn't going to bring new new um, uh, viewers to NASCAR, having Dale Jr. It's not. It's going to have to be something else because Dale will keep them. Dale will keep the old school, and he'll keep the ones that are kind of newer school that like watching peripherally in some way because he's so authentic, because he's just being Dale. He's that guy you want to have a beer with, He um, and he just conversates as he would say, I would think, that um, about racing really, really well. But what needs to happen, in my opinion, is very much having somebody up there who, I mean, ideally, I think I was saying this during the race, that ideally maybe there is a woman up there, someone of color, who has racing experience, who can speak to the racing side of things. So it isn't someone random, but um, someone who has experience in a race car, someone who has experience on a team, and them talking about racing, that's going to make people who don't watch racing is going to make them look up and go, who's that? What are they talking about racing? I thought racing was all white guys. Look at this. I think that could really, really help. I, I agree. Yes. And I think if, if I put my futurist hat on for a moment, you take a step back, there's a seismic shift going on in all televised sports. So ratings mm -hmm. in all televised sports are going down. I mean, the whole, the whole idea of the 20th century traditional, everything from the NFL to MLB, you look at these different areas, all those ratings are going down. So to actually put it on the back of somebody like Dale Jr. and say, you're going to bring this up it's completely unrealistic. I think we're going to see a shift and we're already beginning to see a shift in all major sports where it's the 21st century. The demographics of the user and the listener base and the watching base is changing. And we're going to see these large sports brands and these large sports franchises having to make changes because we're not living in the 20th century anymore. And it's going to have to change. Where do you think NASCAR is headed as a whole? If I can ask you to put your futurist hat on <laughs> once again, uh, and this is a tough question everybody's grappling with. So I don't know if you can um, just give a simple answer, but uh, <laughs> I mean, do you, do you feel like NASCAR is going to be okay? I think in the long run, NASCAR will be okay. I mean, again, I have bias here. I'm a fan, and so I want it to be okay. So I do think in the long run, it will be all right. Why do I say that? Well, because there are fans out there, and there's a very large fan base. I mean, go to a race. Again, if anybody listening to this has not been to a race, just go to a race. You'll see that it's a big deal. But is it as big of a deal as today as it was when I became a fan? No, it's actually the fan base is smaller. That's not a bad thing. It's just the scale. And so there's a lot of economic changes. There's a lot of technological changes. There's a lot of changes that are going to need to go on behind the scenes inside of NASCAR, inside of the sport. And quite honestly, in a lot of motorsports to actually go and get it right sized and get it changed around for the 21st century. So I do think we're in for a little bit of pain and change. And I think it'll make some people uncomfortable. But I even think in that being uncomfortable, it's going to attract a lot of new people to it. Mm -hmm. And I should just say we kind of downplayed um, Brian's job at the beginning here. He's not just some <laughs> random guy pr pr projecting the future here. He used to be the futurist for Intel. So some high level people trust his insights. So I just <laughs> want to say that. Um, speaking of projections, let's mm. talk about what the, was it a good race poll oh, is yeah. going to be 
because this is going to be quite an a interesting result. I think it was a surprisingly good race, so um, that should make it a decent amount. It, one of the best finishes in years, a memorable finish, but at the same time, Kyle Busch won, so that might make some people say, eh, I don't know. Um, Kate, I'll let you go first if you'd okay. like to. Yeah. What what will the was a good race poll yes percentage be uh, tomorrow? I think the uh, percentage, I think it's going to be high. I think most will say that it was a good race because, you know, you go with what you remembered last. So um, so the last thing happened was all that excitement in that last couple laps. Um, so you want the number. The number. I'm thinking it's going to be, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling it's going to be like 68% are going to say yes, it was a good race. That's kind of low, no? Well, you, is it? I don't, I feel like it's going to be, <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. Brian, what do you think? I'm going to go... 75 percent yes because i have a a colleague who i do a lot of work with is also an ascar fan who has been to every chicagoland race since they started it and even she said it is one of the most boring races on the circuit and so i went into it with that we actually were joking about that when we started and at the end of the race we're all standing up and screaming at the television so that's just great racing yeah, it has to be probably the best Chicago land race ever. There was a there was a Chicago race um, a few years ago in the in the playoffs where Keselowski made it three wide up the middle to win, and that was a pretty good one. But overall, this was a great race. I think anybody, you know, not biased or you know, who just isn't a Kyle Busch hater or has their own reasons for for not liking it, would say it's a good race. I mean, how could you watch that as a fan and not say that say that it's a bad race? So I'm going to put it uh, much higher. I'm going to say. That um, 80, 85% of people are going to say that that's a good race. So I'm going way high, perhaps, but... Okay. I'm not changing it, but I'm just... I mean, there was there was some long stretches there. There was. Were... It was still a mile and a half race. It was still a mile and a half race. It wasn't a short track race, but the, it finished like a short track race. It did finish like a short track race. So that's that kind of makes it go higher yeah. in some ways. Yeah. Well, and I, if we can influence people before the voting goes on. So if anybody has ever been to a NASCAR race, you know that you only need two fingers at a NASCAR race. Mm. You need your pointer finger to point. hold up number one. Yeah. And then you need your middle finger to show your displeasure. Those are your two fingers. And so whether you're a hater or a lover of Kyle Busch, doesn't matter. I mean, that race, you were either holding up one finger or the other finger. And I bet you everybody in that stand was basically holding up one is, of those fingers. Is this when I can go up to 88? I didn't, did I say 68? I meant 88. <laughs> I totally meant 88. <laughs> you can change yours if you want. You see, you said 68 brian you said 75 and i'm saying 85 Mm -hmm. it's gonna be we're all over the place on this one yeah Yeah. well um any final thoughts on on today's race or uh the state of nascar anything you want to say here kate i just i i do want to say i just i love i love i love the sport so much i just freaking love it so much and i I I do have uh, bouncing off what you said before, Brian, um, about the future of it. And is it going to be around? It will, but the levels will change. You know, more people are have more things to watch. We all know this, so I think that um, I'm kind of excited if there is a NASCAR sale in some way. That because to make usually if something is seeming to be broken or fractured in some way, the way you make it better is you completely break it. And I think that would be such an opportunity if they could completely break it figuratively-ish and rebuild it back up to what it needs to be. And, you know, I understand economically and financially and fiscally, it's um, that's what's holding it the way it is right now, all the way it was built in the 20th century. But we can bring this sport into the 21st century. I know it. And it's 
there's so much opportunity there and so much excitement and it's it's just uh, i love it so much brian any final thoughts yeah, so going back to kind of my work as a futurist, kind of thinking about the future of the sport, and one of the things that I know as a futurist is that the future is local. That the future doesn't happen, you know, over mm-hmm. there, it doesn't happen in some country. It literally happens locally in different communities. And that's where I think NASCAR has its fan base, it's where it started. And I think maybe as it got bigger and bigger and bigger, it kind of lost some of that. And we were actually, I think, having this conversation when we were all at the Phoenix race. We were talking about, well, what if you did the all-star race? But the all-star race wasn't the normal all-star race, but you split everybody up and you sent them to all these different short tracks or dirt tracks or whatever. Mm -hmm. There are the, there's so many different tracks all across this nation that you have local fans that are super excited about. Imagine infusing the talent, not only the driver talent, but the talent for the crew chiefs, the talent of people building these cars and coming to your local track like you can actually get in the car and drive and see <laughs> Kyle Larson who's a dirt track guy like just tear it up that I think would get people in it so I'm I agree with Kate I think there's a lot of change that needs to happen but as I think about just crazy stuff like that like crazy stuff like how would you do that right how exciting would that be so I think there's so much more opportunity and I'm more. so much more op- optimistic for sure that sounds great well um thank you guys for joining me and thanks to the rest of you for listening coming up on the next episode of the podcast it's going to be a 12 questions with eric almarola who had a good day today it looked like he was uh going to be contending for a while and um couldn't quite close the deal and then thursday is going to be a how i got here interview with joey meyer who is both the spotter and pilot for brad kozlowski so that should be a fun one as well but we thank you for listening thanks to brian david johnson and kate ertman for joining me talk to you next time on the untitled jeff gluck podcast